now you're playing with power it's the this game where podcast with me chris and me ashley hello everybody it's september it is it's september you're right there old father time <laughs> i haven't done any christmas shopping uh it's september but it's nearly christmas um i'm excited and worried is it near- the whole year's gone very very fast is it nearly christmas Nearly. Have the kids gone back to school? Yeah. Did we just spend the week? Well, you might not have because you were gallivanting off in the the big smoke. So it's probably the pollution probably locks heat in there. But did the rest of the country spend the week experiencing autumnal weather? I've got no idea because like you say, I was off my jollies. Was it glorious in London, was it? It was, but it's the old uh, global warming, wasn't it? It's been really autumnal, uh, which is my favourite part of the year, (laughs) weather-wise. But it does mean that everything's sort of coming in everyone at school will be singing autumn days and oh yes with the chestnuts jeweled chest no no well it, no. there's a chestnuts glistening in their shell let's have a let's have a thing autumn days when the grass is jeweled and the silk inside a chestnut shell jet planes meeting in the air to be refueled and the things i love so well so i mustn't forget no i mustn't forget oh lord of the dance dance and wherever you may be i quite enjoyed that one i think that's an actual hymn yes it is yeah cauliflower's fluffy yep that's uh, a classic as well yeah so uh, all of these all of these carols carols i don't know autumn carols Harvest Festival carols. I don't know. All of these carols the kids will be singing. All these bangers. They'll be coming home. They'll be watching Animals of Fire Than Wood on CBBC. And it'll just feel like nearly Christmas. Hello. Is that yours or is that the young'uns? I bought it in London this week. Oh, you did, did you? Yeah. What a coincidence. Very nice. uh, For listeners, I just held a copy of the Animals of Fire Than Wood for Ashley. Did you know that the BBC have made a sequel to The Demon Headmaster? Yeah, I did know that. I didn't know that, and we watched the first episode this week. Was it good? We were reminiscing. Uh, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't terrible. Well, that's good. That, that's positive, perhaps. It's not. It's obviously not what I remember, but it's not terrible. Didn't have Master was really good. Ah, uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, the casting on it was really good as well. That's the problem. I think that this TV show will have. But the new kids that watched the new show, they won't know any of that. No, they won't. Will they? So. so. 25 odd years ago. Uh, the slogan at the start, now you're playing with power, that's the... Oh, Nintendo uh, magazine. You knew. Was it's is it NES, apparently. What? Is it? Yeah. Oh, right, okay. I thought it was Nintendo Power magazine. And I thought because we're, you know, full of power, full of vim and vigor. Are we, Are we doing a NES game? We're not. It was just a random choice. That would be choice. unusual. Yeah, that would have been unusual for you. You only ever played your NES at your girlfriend's house, didn't you? Babysitters. Childminder. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I meant. Childminder. Shall I tell you what game we are playing then? Yeah. Today we're playing this game where you play as a little green lizard man. You have to... Gex. Nope. You have to puzzle your way through different mazes and it was developed by a 16-year-old lad. Okay. Is this one of your old um, Acorn Archimedes games? It is. is. Uh, Then I'll not know. Yeah. Is it? So let me just guess. Is it Repton? It is Repton. Is it? Yeah. All right. Okay. Oh, that... I was just going to go through the ones that I know are on your list. I had no idea. I, I don't know what Repton is. I've actually never heard of Repton until you wrote it on <laughs> our shared document. So, Repton. Yeah. It sounds like Reptar from Rugrats. It's the same colour. That's what I was going to say. It's about a reptile boy, but I suppose when you take reptile as a root word, mm. you're bound to make things sound familiar. So, Yeah, well, Repton himself is, a, as I said, a little green lizard man, and apparently the guy who developed or created Repton... He... Was also a little green lizard man. No, I mean, you, you were talking about David Icke at the start, so there is some sort of link to, yeah. to that, perhaps. No, he... He took the, as you said, the rep from reptile and had this this character that had green skin and decided to call him Repton because of that. 
So, fun fact, or maybe not fun, just a fact. From the sound of it, Repton is like some kind of mazy game. Is that all we need to know? You just go around mazes? Essentially, yeah. It's a 2D maze puzzler game, and it's based on the 1984 game Boulder Dash. That's two separate words, a little pun, play on words there. The developer of Repton, Tim Tyler, read a review of Boulder Dash in 1985 and created Repton based on his understanding of what Boulder Dash was from this review. Huh. That's an interesting way to go about things. Absolutely. I suppose, hmm, I was going to say, is that not derivative works of some kind? Do you not, is that, I don't know. Let's not worry about, they, he obviously didn't get sued, so it's fine. No, it's, yeah, nearly, we don't nearly, need to retroactively <laughs> litigate that, do we? No, not at all. No. Yeah, and essentially, as you said, it is that you, your aim is to manoeuvre around a series of mazes and avoid obstacles that prevent you from collecting diamonds. The idea is to collect all the diamonds in each maze, if I remember correctly. And as I said, these obstacles are there to prevent you. For example, there's it's 2D, as I said. The physics, you know, just, just bear with this. You've got particles of dust on which boulders are resting. And if you collect the dust, the boulders then fall down. And if you're in the way, the boulders will crush you. So you have to plan your route through collecting the, the dust in a certain order in order to avoid the, the boulders falling on you. So we're actually looking at this sort of face on and gravity is going down the screen. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so this sounds, this sort of sounds like the spiritual ancestor of things like Spelunky. I've not played Spelunky, so I don't know. Well, I wonder if they've played Repton because there is that exact thing, basically. Okay. Oh, or Mr. Driller, you know, like Mr. Driller, you go down you and things fall on top of you from above. And I suppose it's a fairly straightforward concept that people could rest, could land on independently of one another couldn't they yeah i see what you mean it's not quite to that extent that the interestingly the bolters do fall due to gravity but repton himself but nothing else does no repton can go up as well as down and left and right or whatever so the boulders on his feet yeah well the, the game is designed to be and the reason why a repton is a reptile it, it's supposedly set underground and you're burrowing through okay. these tunnels and, and maze systems i was gonna say to be fair Lizards can sometimes like grip onto vertical surfaces, can't they? Including glass. So maybe it's not as far fetched as you're suggesting it is. Yeah, as as I'm suggesting, absolutely. Uh, mm. And each level is essentially one large maze that you need to solve. You're thinking about your route through. I need to get this diamond and then go back and get this diamond because the boulder will have been removed in the process of getting it, etc. And it's the the puzzle elements which I really enjoyed when I was a, a nipper. Okay, cool. I'm getting distracted by your top. I keep getting distracted by your top, and it's not the it's not the so Chris is wearing a top. It's got ham- hamsters. It's got guinea pigs on with all their different favourite fruits and veggies. Yeah. The thing that's distracting me though isn't all the all the many and varied fruits and veggies. It's the fact that it's sort of got a weird sheen to it. What's that? Yeah. What's going on? Is it made of leather? I don't know what this is made out of. My dad got me for Christmas, but it's like plasticky. It's very strange. I don't like it. It's synthetic. But I like the design, yeah. so. Yeah. Well, the design's all right. I'd like to ask you to take it off because it's distracting, but... Uh, I think the the alternative will be more distracting. Possibly, unless you just put another top on. But that's I know that's quite a quite a big idea. Oh, I'm keeping it. Mm. Sorry, Repton. Yeah, Repton. Underground vertical surfaces. Something, something. You said so. It, you can pick up. I can't remember what you said. Essentially, that's what I said. I reckon this is one of the very first games I really got into uh, alongside Lemmings as well. So we had this for the Acorn Archimedes. I had a pack that had Repton 2 and Repton 3 plus additional levels that came out for Repton 3 which we'll talk about momentarily. I had access to Repton 1. My uncle had Repton 1 for the BBC Micro at his house so I played it a little bit there and I was sort of thinking about the timeline and 
how old I was when I think I was playing this. And I reckon this is probably about 1992 when I was six, maybe seven, I was playing this game. I also remember my dad had a copy that he'd bought for school. So my, my dad was a, a teacher and he'd bought a copy for his classroom. He must have seen it somewhere and thought the logic maze puzzle aspect was quite good for his children and, and presumably let me have a go on it first and then we'd then end up buying a copy which I then played at home so uh, yeah, I, I also vaguely remember as I said about Zool a couple of weeks ago that this was at the school that I went to which was a different school to the one that my dad taught at so I think there must have been something about having worked on in schools with this edutainment aspect angle perhaps I've distracted myself again I apologise I was listening education 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 alright Tony Blair what were you looking at then I was looking up Repton because you told me that I wouldn't need my controller before we started recording so I figured rather than just not give me any heads up on the game and how to install it or whatever if it was particularly fiddly as the micro the bbc micro or icon games tend to be that you must have found like a different source for playing this game and i think you have haven't you why what you what have you found i found bbcmicro.co.uk have you seen this page no i've i found a website where you can play it for free Uh, it is also available on ios and android completely free as well is it really? Yeah. That's interesting. Well, bbcmicro.go.uk is a website that is like an archive of all the BBC Micro games, which obviously are also Acorn Archimedes games. And it's got all the Reptons on there. Oh, bro. And all the other BBC Micro games, and you can play them online. Well, it might be worth trying it on there then, because I think the website I found is a quote-unquote remastered version that someone's designed. So maybe oh, playing okay. the original on that website might be a, a better way yeah during the half time jet set willy they've played it carry on it's supposed to be very good that is have you not have you not played jet set willy no oh right okay i've yeah okay fine there's no one out talking about jet set willy it, it will uh steal the show if you if we talk about that retton one came out in summer 1985 for the as you just mentioned the bbc micro and the acorn electron it was published by superior software which was a games publishing company set up by two university of leeds graduates using only a hundred pounds they put an advert in the back of a, a few of the home computer magazines that were available at the time and said we will publish your game essentially we, we will publish your game depending on the, the quality of it and they went from there and they published lots of BBC and Acorn games throughout their time including a SimCity conversion for the Acorn Archimedes. Cool, that's good. Yeah, Uh, they are still around. They are now called Superior Interactive and their main bread and butter is to develop and publish for Windows, iOS and Android games. The developer, as I mentioned in the intro blurb at the start, 16-year-old when he created his games called Tim Tyler, he said in an interview with a, a Repton fan website I found called Repton World that he'd coded the game for fun during his summer holidays. And then made a ton of money, did he? I think ton might be pushing it somewhat. Superior Software released some sales figures for the Repton series. So that's Repton 1, 2, 3. Uh, there was a fourth game, but there's a bit of contention about the fourth one. So I'm not quite sure if that fits into these sales figures. Uh, throughout the entirety of the Repton series being published by Superior Software, they sold 125,000 copies. All oh, right, okay. That's still going to make a fair amount of money. A few hundred thousand pounds. I guess so. Isn't it? Presumably, even if he gets 10% of that, he's not going to be rich. He's not going to be rich. Never mind. Take that back. How much would Repton have been? I don't know how much games were really in that point. I don't know, to be honest. I think at this time of British gaming, especially, I think that games were being, there was the whole, you know, home development scene where people were, were making games in their bedrooms, which is what Repton was. And I think they were available 
en masse for quite cheap from what I think I've seen in documentaries and such like. Okay. So it's Superior Interactive. Yep. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. Have you been to superiorinteractive.com? Uh, you'd have thought that would have been a good port of call for my research, but alas, I did not. You can still buy Repton 1 there. And when you go to... Su- I'm going to send you this page because it's pretty amazing. Simply because it's kind of... It looks to me like a, a revised version of the old school internet, you know? A, a sort of polished up old... 90s website yeah th- th- i did have this page actually nave sent me that I-, I did have a quick look at this i quite like the fact that you can rept on one you can buy it or there's a free trial i think that's a good good call yeah on their behalf yeah when you scroll down there is a whole slew of recommendations for the game repton is still the best game of all time matt cocker doesn't say where he's from have now bought repton one it's very very good that's john stringer kevin smith presumably the International superstar filmmaker, Absolutely. Kevin Smith. Repton must be the best game ever on any platform. So I'm building this up for you. I'm really looking forward to playing this now. Repton is one of my all-time favourite games, Simon Jones. Repton is the greatest classic of all times. It is a very special game. Christopher H- What? Sorry, Gary Bodel. Right. Gary Bodel. So lots of people seem to like it. Superior Interactive have got an amazing website. Still shilling it. Still selling it. Yeah, one thing I like about this website as well is this version of Repton 1 that's available has got the young Repton mode for gamers age 3 to 6 and there's a junior Repton mode for gamers age 7 to 9. So they've thought about making it playable for younger people, which I think is really, really good. Yeah, the website's amazing. What is this? What is it you like about the website in particular? Look in the top. It's got a little gif of Repton. Yeah. Looking side, side to side. It's like they've made... Like I said, they've made a really polished version of a website from the late 90s, like a GeoCities-style website, but not. It's a bit overly busy, but not too busy. Like, it's they've they've really pared back the design aesthetic of the, of the late 90s to something that is passable today. <laughs> I mean, they must have done this on purpose. They haven't just gone, yeah, we'll just stick with what we've had. This must be like a redesign, a recent redesign or something. So you're in love with this website then? I mean, it's making me it's making me happy. <laughs> There's a lot of Repton games. They made a lot of Repton games. Repton Spectacular. 112 new Repton levels and 36 bonus Reptology levels. Reptology? Well, yeah, what's that? No idea about that sound of it. Sorry, I'm, I know I'm, I'm hijacking, aren't I? Because I found this amazing website. I'll carry on to about the other games that you've sort of stumbled across on that then. Repton 2 came out in Christmas 1985, so only a few months after the first one and is regarded as being far too hard because the levels had very tight time limits and the levels were much more sprawling than the first one. There's also a bug in the initial version that was released because they were tinkering out with the code right up until the point at which it was released to do with the diamonds you have to collect in each level, which meant that the, the, the total count was one, two many than what was actually in the game so it was impossible to get this perfect run and actually complete the game properly oh dear so they had to release a an updated version with this bug ironed out did they give everyone that had bought it a new copy i don't know it'd be nice to think but uh i'm not sure the first game also had a password system so you could if you got to a certain level you could then go jump straight back in which is brilliant the second one removed that therefore you had to do one in one run as well which also led to this game being regarded as being very very difficult the third game came out in november 1986 so nearly a year after the second one and they they paired it back and made it more in line with the first one or tim tyler i should say rather than that including things such as a map editor so you could create your own levels and you could also amend the sprites themselves so you 
the Repton himself, you could give features. So when you're playing in the game, he would have these features. Tim Tyler then used this map editor pack to create continuation packs called Around the World in 40 Screens, which saw Repton going uh, geographically or around the world. There was a pack called The Life of Repton, where you controlled Repton as a baby, as a, a school age uh, young lad, as a teenager, as an old man lizard man with a beard and then there was a pack called repton through time which had a, a caveman repton i remember i've never really been a fan of a level level editors myself right why is that because that's the developer's job yeah i don't know i've never i just like to it's a different mindset i'm not buying games to make games for the people yeah that's fair so yeah which is why the mario makers never really appealed mm. to me the problem i seem to see with those levels though is that everybody's gone down the super hard route so yeah. it's like, oh, massive challenge, massive challenge. And I think I just get stressed and bored. Yeah. So I've never, never really fallen for it. That's definitely my take looking at the Mario Maker levels that the, all the ones on YouTube just seem to be that excessively difficult and hard. I do like with Mario Maker the fact that you have to complete the level you have made yourself first before you can publish it. In order it. to be able to release. Yeah. But there are ways around that, oh, aren't there? Yeah. Like glitches and things that people can't do. And that, that would be really annoying if someone's used a glitch to upload a level. I wouldn't like that. Repton... Three with its level editor, though presumably you were, there's only so hard that you can make a, ma- a maze. It's to do with all the things within that maze. So you've got by the time the third one came around, there were things such as I remember there's eggs and you push the egg off a ledge and that will fall like the boulder and then an alien will hatch out and the alien chases you through the level. So in that sounds horrifying. In the in the cowboy one, I distinctly remember it being a teepee that you push off and then it's then an angry Native American. Oh no. That chases you. Okay. It was the 80s, it was a different time. So the level editor is just reskinning the basic things that are there already. I remember as a six or seven year old quite enjoying Tinker about with it. And then I remember, mm. for example, the run animation that his three or four frames of running that I coded it so that when he was imposed one his t-shirt would be green and when he was imposed to his t-shirt would be pink and, and oh so on. Oh my god are you trying to give people epileptic fits? I used to have a hell of a time doing that but I bet you did. that was pretty much my extent of, of uh, where I got with it. Mm. I remember the rep- the the Repton like I said, the, the the life of Repton, that the it has him as a baby, and it's the it's him crawling, and and when he's an old man, yeah, he's, he's, it's yeah. the same the same stock picture of Repton, but he's just got this long white beard. I think he has a walking mm. stick as well. And then there was a fourth Repton, which, which released only on the Acorn Archimedes in 1992, so six years after the third one. And you said that it was controversial. Yeah, well, it tur- I can only imagine how it turns out. I I didn't know this. It it turns out that it's actually a reskinning of an Amiga game called Personality Crisis, where they just put Repton on instead of the character that was in the original game and just called it Repton 4. I had a demo of this again, 9293. So I, I played through the first level only and it's almost like a top-down perspective, a bit like a Zelda game where you're exploring the levels like that. So it's it's proper use of gravity that he's always stuck to the floor in this. And it was all about exploring the levels and finding pieces of a painting. And the first level that I had as a demo was finding pieces to make the Mona Lisa. And it was probably the first time I'd ever understood the Mona Lisa or even seen this. I'd imagine I was seven huh. or whatever when I was playing this. And it was it was fine. It was fun, but it wasn't the reptile that I'd it was I was fi- I was familiar with. Yeah, I mean that that begs the question then. Do you expect that this is actually going to be a fun game for two mid thirties men in twenty twenty one? Or is this completely um sort of nostalgia driven? Is this going to be a good game is the is what I'm asking. It's a very good question. I suspect it's going to be more towards the nostalgia side of what you've just asked. Although I did play on this the version we're going to play 
that I found online. I played about 10 years or so ago when you and I used to work together because there was someone who also worked with us who was really into Reptile and he found this website and sent it on to me. And I played it for a bit, 15 to 30 minutes. So it wasn't that I was particularly, you know, really stuck into it. But I remember it being as good as I remember at that point. Okay. The music of Repton is all ragtime. And it's, I remember really enjoying that as well. <laughs> why have you held, we're 26 minutes in. Why have you held back that all of the music is ragtime? That's, that has just changed. Yeah. The, the, literally changed the game. I, I think. That's amazing. I think it's either that there's one piece of ragtime music or there's a few pieces, but, and it's all quite similar but I remember the, the music being very fun to listen to. There's also an element, and I think this this might be me getting a bit confused with my rose-tinted glasses. I think the second game, the, the level packs were called Takata and Prelude, and there was another one, so the classical piece of music. And I've just loaded that up, and you're right. Yeah, there you go. Prelude is the first set of the game. So it says there's 24 levels, and they're separated into three sets, three files, and there's Prelude, Takata, and Serenade, or something like that. Well, I think Takata, which is a piece of classical music, I'm, I'm not sure if it's that that piece of classical music plays through the game, this really weird 8-bit chiptune version of it, or whether it is simply just named after. I can't and food? quite remember. Yes, I am. Are you thinking Takata and Fugue? Because Takata, isn't Takata a type of music? Yes. As opposed to Takata and Fugue, which is the back oh, that everybody knows. Oh, okay. Right, I'm not completely sure. I mean? Let me, let me, well, I don't know if it matters. I don't know if I'm, I don't know how pedantic our no, I think it's... Muso's listeners are. I think it's a fair thing to look into. It's something I'm I'm grasping at but not quite getting there. So to have that clari- clarity would be useful. Toccata in Italian means to touch. Oh. And it's a virtuoso piece of music, typically for a keyboard or plucked string instrument. So it will, a toccata then would be like something with lots of notes all on top of each other that you have to play really fast. So if you think in modern parlance or semi-modern parlance anyway, uh, if you think Through the Fire and the Flames on Guitar Hero 3, that would probably be a toccata. Oh, nice. I was actually reading this week an analysis of uh, hair metal and uh, metal music from the, the 80s. And apparently that music has got links to classical music in terms of the virtuoso mm. style of playing. So that yeah. potentially could be classified that, as this Takata. Is, this is the link. This is where it is, I suppose. The Takata. It says plucked stringed instrument. So the, the guitar presumably would be perfectly within that range mm. of, of instruments for virtuoso Takata playing. Well, I'll, I'll make a little note. And when we're playing it during the... The, the the halftime point we can we can have a look have a look at Takata and listen to the music and see if it genuinely is Takata music or if it is just a bit generic music that just happens to be named Takata. Do you remember Takata and Fugue, the back that everybody knows? I think it's one of those pieces where it's famous and I recognise it if you play it. But I, I've, yeah, it's like the, the 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 wedding music has a name and I don't know what that is. But if you play the music to me, it's it's famous, isn't it? Yeah. Repton is also very colourful. That's my abiding memory of it with these really bright colours. He was marketed by some as being almost a BBC Micro mascot. And I remember being, as I said, really into it uh, as, as a character when I was six or seven. To the point where I can distinctly remember conversations when I was in year two at school where children were talking about Mario and Sonic. And then I piped up, I like Repton. Oh, Repton. And no, <laughs> and no one had a... I can see it. And no one had... I just want, I just want to be involved. And no one had a yeah. clue what Repton was. And I remember one of my friends... Unfortunately, your dad inadvertently isolated you from <laughs> yeah. everybody in that regard, didn't he? Completely. <laughs> and I remember one of my friends telling me he'd read in a games magazine that Repton was being ported to the Mega Drive, so he'd be able to play Repton. And I was really excited. And then obviously that was just a complete lie. So, um, yeah. 
<laughs> oh, so it was a source of bullying for you as well. <laughs> Potentially oh, low, low level bullying, perhaps. Yeah. Final point before we start playing is something that we talked about a couple of weeks ago during Zool is that Repton is the center of the camera and the world moves and scrolls around him. Yeah. However, because this is a, a maze puzzle game rather than a platform yes. game, I don't remember having any problems with that when I played it as a, a No, youth. it's that that problem is largely one that ri- rises up in platform games. It's not usually a problem in other games. Reason being, you're not having to navigate in the same way. You're not having to... There's no element of sort of speediness or dexterity or, or pinpoint precision in as some platformers have. And there's no need. There's, in fact, there's, there's possibly, in a maze game, it possibly pays you to not have the whole maze on the screen all at once because you will just be able to go round the maze and there's no element of memorization or anything like that. So if you limit the view of the of the player in a maze game, that's to the betterment of the game. There is a map available. I'm not sure if it's in all of the Repton games, but I definitely remember there's a button you can press to show the map. So you have got that sense of where you are within the, the game, uh, within the, the, the level itself. So you can right. start planning your next moves, etc. But I'm, as I said, I'm not sure if that's in all all the Repton games. Okay, so shall we uh, crack on then? See what Repton's all about. Mm-hmm. It's early on a Sunday morning. You know I stayed up late. You know that I did that for reasons that weren't fun. And this is what you bring me. I thought Rotom would give you some pep. But it didn't. It gave me a need for Pepto-Bismol. <laughs> no pep for rep. Huh? No, pe- no pep at all. No, not at all. It's made me feel a bit sad on a Sunday morning. I didn't like it, and there are reasons. So how did you feel going back to it? Are you enjoying your... Did you enjoy your time with him, or...? It's all just the same, isn't it? Just It's all it's all much for muchness. Just for interests of clarity for listeners as well, we played a, a range of Repton games across a range of websites. We played uh, 1, 2, and 3 on the BBC Micro website, which I actually found, which we'll put in the description of the episode as well. Yeah, then, real good resource that. Loads, yeah. thousands, literally thousands of playable games on there from the PPC Micro days. And then we also went on Retson3.co.uk, which I'd discovered and had to go on there, which is is the same stuff. It just means you can you can jump around the levels a lot more easy. You don't have to have to play it through it in the order. So we've we've had a, a range of play types and experiences, but all of it is the same. It's uh it's not that great really. Sadly. No. And there you go. There's the episode. Thank you for joining us. If you would like to, no, no, come on. Oh. Let's go through why. Okay. Do you want to kick off, or do you want me to? The the caveat to all of this before we do launch into why is that as Chris laid out, it was made by one man, or not even one man, 
one young youngin in his bedroom in the 80s alone and went on to sell a few hundred thousand a few hundred thousand copies 125 yeah which is pretty impressive uh if i do say so well i don't know why i'm saying so myself it's melted my brain out my ears this is it's another one of those games but i i acknowledge that it was a different time and he made a great effort that i haven't i haven't made myself i'm just about to take it down I enjoyed how colourful it was, which I thought was about the first half. It's it's very engaging and easy on the eye. Yeah. One of the things that I said to you, so we played Repton, we played Repton 3 and a few other bits in between. The change. So you said that it was 14 months between the first and the second and the third game. Yes. With a second in between. And there was marked improvements in execution from the first to the third, uh, especially around sound effects, um, but also around some of the animations and the way that things interact with one another. So boulders, rather than being slippy slidey like they are in the first one, they move at like one step at a time. So there was iteration going on and uh, and there was a marked improvement over those 14 months. So that was that was nice to see. It and wasn't that, just churning out the same old, same old. And as a result of that, if you do decide to experience Repton in any uh, way or shape, then we'd recommend going for Repton 3 just straight off the bat. Yeah, I think, yeah, that's the right way to go. But Having said that, <laughs> none of the games were to my taste. They had... So these are maze games. You, you're trying to find your way around a maze. And the first one, the second one, the third one, everything in between, they were all built on sort of trickery, which meant that you couldn't actually... There was no way, categorically, I think, or without absolute sheer luck, you could not go into the first level of either game and and clear it on your first life. Like, there was no way that was going to happen, mm. simply be- because you did not know what the layout of the of the maze would be and there were bits where you pushed a boulder and it it fell down and blocked your route to being able to complete the game and you wouldn't know that until you've done it so the only option then is to kill yourself three times you have to explode yourself three times in order to restart the level again and have another go it's just not a good way to do things and i again i understand this probably was more rife in the 80s but unfortunately it doesn't play well today no and because of that and like you said it just wasn't very fun that was it we we both fell into the same trap that ashley's just described where this boulder we accidentally pushed or it fell or whatever and it blocked this diamond so then having to then kill rex on uh, three times in order to restart the level completely because if you die during your your playthrough whatever mistakes or whatever you've done during that playthrough they carry over they, correct they yeah, i forgot to say that so you have to then keys off three times in order to go through it with a clean slate and that's just not particularly fun no it, it's the opposite of fun it feels very defeating very saddening <laughs> yeah and uh it, it wasn't just the one time. It wasn't just the odd mistake. The levels were built that way. The levels were designed in such a way that you are constant. You are lit. You are going to have to iterate your way through the level. You're going to have to go in, waste a life figuring out. Oh well, this is one of the traps, and this is another one, and each one of those will probably cost you a life, if not more, until you eventually know your way around the maze without tripping any of these hazards. I can see that sort of approach working with some sort of game, like some style of game, but I think for a maze, a a maze puzzle, it doesn't really... It doesn't really work in a satisfying way. And for some people, it might be fun to to go through the maps in that way and, and 
even perhaps even draw a map and, and figure out the, the best way through. But in, in 2021, that doesn't feel like the, the best way to construct a game, I don't think. There was a... No. In the introductory text, it said something about a map being available, but for one of the Retron games, certainly, I can't remember which one it was, where it came up, it said that you had to find the map within the level in order to then be able to press M and then access the map, which right, that's I didn't fair that enough. Yeah, that's Zelda does that, loads of the games do that. But equally, I think for a game where the point of it is to navigate your way through a maze, a map is quite important. The map wasn't passable, though. Uh, certainly when I looked at it, you need to be able to work out these puzzles, um, these boulder dropping or boulder pushing puzzles in order to get through them. And the map wasn't readable in such a way that you could look, oh, well, if I interact with this boulder in this way, it's going to have this knock on effect. If it was there and that would heighten the puzzle element rather than the trial and error hmm. that I ended up having to use. If you could actually work them out ahead of time and execute them accordingly then that would improve the game immensely and i'd be far less down on it the music it turned out wasn't ragtime well at least there was a, a version of ragtime in the first retom but it was a skewed version of the entertainer we worked out and was i think it was yeah i think it was sort of like an entertainer knockoff yeah and in retom 3 which was the one that had takata and prelude it the music was not Takata or Prelude. They were just called that for whatever reason, which is a bit saddening as well. I don't know if this will make sense to people, but it sort of sounded like generic adventure music. Generic 80s chiptune adventure music, mm. that sort of bleepy bloopy. It didn't really have much character and it didn't change as well. I was quite looking forward to hearing as you sat, you teed us up to, to think that it was these different versions of classical music and I was quite looking forward to hearing those and and sort of feeling how the different styles of classical music affected the way that I felt about being in the maze. I kind of was anticipating that and then didn't get it. So that was a bit sour. And it was about a 20 second loop of the same bit of music as well. So it was extremely yeah. repetitive. Again, limitations. Oh, I'm, sure, I'm yeah. sure the limitations that were there are ones that we simply don't understand uh, in the depth that we maybe need to in order to appreciate how innovative and amazing 20 second loop of music is but the reality is how experiencing that over even a few minutes was not was not fun i had a bit of a dabble in the other repton 3 spin-offs the around the world in 40 screens life of repton and repton through time just to see what they were like and it is just a reskinning of repton 3 i found those quite confusing because of how it is that reskinning so in the main repton game you're collecting diamonds you're avoiding boulders that are going to fall on you whereas going through into these other spin-off versions used that have been designed using the map editor it was then very confusing to find to, to work out what was what and even once i'd figured out what was what it was then hard to retain that information so for example i went into in around the world in 40 screens i went into an africa themed one where the diamonds were replaced by fruit and the boulders were replaced by fruit as well and it was a different color fruit to what the diamonds were but it was then hard to work out what was what and I ended up getting squashed a few times by boulders because I thought there were diamonds and I was collecting diamonds and then boulders that were free were rolling on top of me it was just all very confusing and I think Repton 3 in its purest form is probably the, the best version of Repton. Um, you did have a look and you showed me the latest version of Repton as well which you played on the iPad was that right? 
Yes, that's correct. The The history of Repton is after Repton 4 in 1992, nothing really happened with Repton at all for over 10 years. A re-released version was published by Superior Interactive in the mid-noughties, which was a, a suited version of Repton 1, Repton 2, Repton 3. And then there was a level pack released in 2010 called Repton Spectacular, which was extra levels for all three of those. A game called iRepton, uh, released for iOS in 2010, um, and... There is now a version available for free on iOS and Android. It's the official version published by Superior Interactive. And that's all three games. So on iOS, for example, it's Repton 1, Repton 2, Repton 3. It's three separate downloads. And it's the same situation on Android as well. This includes the things that Ashley talked about when we looked around their website. It's got the levels aimed at children. It's got mini tutorial levels, etc. So I had a go at Repton 1 on the iPad. Just downloaded it to see what it was like. And it was exactly the same skin as the first Repton game with the, the red coloration, which actually is something else we need to talk about. We'll loop out to that in a minute. The the animation was a lot smoother. The boulders, diamonds, everything looked a lot nicer. It was using touchscreen controls to swipe around and move Repton around. But at the end of the day, it's just the same game looking a lot nicer. Yeah. And even then, it kind of looks like a Flash game from the early noughties, to, to be frank. So it's not like a super polished game that holds up against the best of the best on mobile game you know you think about monument valley i know that monument valley is something that you're a fan of Mm -hmm. or i mean just any any half decent half well worked game on a on a mobile on a mobile platform it, it kind of fails against those doesn't it yeah, I think it's applaudable that that Superior Interactive or whoever are trying to keep it on fresh and relevant for today's audiences. In fact, it's free, I think, is brilliant as well. But ultimately, in this day and age, is anyone going to really be downloading or try and Repton out of all the millions of games that are available on mobile devices? I suspect yeah. probably not, personally. What was the game that we played, like Roly something or others? I think it's one of our backups that's not been released yet. Oh, where, think, think where there's a Kings and Queens... Think Rolls, yeah. So Think Rolls kind of reminds me of this. It, it's a perfect example, actually, uh, of what I'm getting at. That is sort of navigating through a maze of sorts, sort of a platforming maze where you have to problem solve your way through each level. But it's got a level of sheen that even the polished up version of Repton just hasn't been able to achieve. And I think when you are, when you've got games that require the logic and the spatial awareness aspects that Repton pulled on in the 80s when it came out, when you've got games that do that, but to to, to a much higher degree and in a polished form, it, it's going to find it very hard to compete, I imagine, mm. in that in that kind of market. Yeah. Sad end. The final stand for Repton then was that red thing I mentioned a couple of minutes ago. When we tried Repton 1, it just felt like everything was red. The the walls around the side of the maze were red. The dust you were collecting were red. It was very stark. And while it was colourful, it was it was painful for the eyes, I found. To be fair, it changes with each level. Okay, to be so fair. So the colour palette changes as you progress, doesn't it? Yeah, but I guess so. Even so. I the, the thing is, though, you understand why that is. There were only so many colours could be rendered yeah, of uh, course, at a time yeah. on the micro or the acorn or 
or computers of the day. So if our Toy Repton has whetted your appetite, perhaps in some small degree, maybe. As we Play said, think rolls. <laughs> as we said, it's available on a couple of websites, bbcmicro.co.uk and repton3.co.uk, which we will put in the description for this episode. As I've said, it's also available on iOS and Android for free. So plenty of places you can play it for free if you are so inclined. If maybe something we've mentioned, particularly uh, piques your interest and you want to explore it a little bit more it's available at all those places thank you ever so much for joining us especially for a game such as this we'll see you again next week for something better hopefully and remember in the interim to join us on facebook twitter instagram youtube and like share subscribe rate and review thanks everybody bye ttfn <laughs> <laughs>